Welcome to the Passel Podcast CMO Series. Welcome to the CMO Series Podcast. I'm Cam Dobinson, Business Development Director at Passel. And I'm Charlie Knights, Digital Marketing and Content Executive here. And we're here to talk about all things professional services, marketing and business development. On this episode of the series, we're lucky to welcome Mike Meller, Chief Marketing and Business Development Officer at Prior Cashman, to talk about the role of data in influencing the direction of a firm. Here's a clip of that conversation. We'd love to have a magic potion. We'd love to have the, the technology uh, as a midsize who, whose value prop really leans on, you know, running lean uh, from a back office perspective. You know, we're, we're forced to be really creative. And so we're, we're focusing on KPIs that really matter and trying to identify correlations between those three sources of data to uh, uncover unique things. And, and I think that, uh, you know, tribute to the prior cash from management because uh, they really give us a lot of autonomy. They allow us to fail fast and, you know, really kind of pilot different things. And I, I think that's uh, a really important part in legal. Well, I can't wait for this one, Cam, um, but let's jump straight in and the listeners can join us afterwards as we unpack this fascinating conversation with Mike. Mike, welcome. Thanks a lot. Great to be here, Cam. Pleasure, pleasure, pleasure to have you. Um, Mike, we're going to go into a bit of detail uh, talking about the role of data influencing um, the direction of uh, a firm and, and, and that journey. It's something I know you're you're really passionate about, Mike. It's it's something we've spoken about before um, and how it's propelling your role at Prior Cashman. Can you talk to us and take our audience through a little bit why about uh, you're so interested in that topic and, and how it's evolved over the course of your career? Sure. You know, I, I think, uh, you know, in the beginning of my legal career, uh, I don't think much was tracked. And we certainly didn't have... Uh, the solutions that you're seeing today in terms of creating a single version of the truth. And uh, even for mid-sized firms that don't have uh, the Ferrari, so to speak, um, there's still a number of different ways looking at you know, industry data, individual data, internal data. You know, obviously in a perfect world, you're, you're meshing all of those into some type of prescriptive uh, opportunity. But we've certainly seen a big evolution. You know, uh, you know, some of the big firms, obviously, chief data scientists, you're seeing those types of roles. And I guess before I, before I get into it, you know, when I, when I came as a CMO, I really thought I'd be into marketing and doing a lot of marketing. And, and it's, it's kind of funny because I think I took my, my marketing hat off and put on my change management hat um, when I came, realized the importance of, of influencing, uh, most notably at the executive committee and, and you know, sort of executive top management levels. Um, and so you have to think differently. You have to approach things like an attorney would, and, and that comes from proof points. And so... You know, whenever you're arguing against attorneys, you're already sort of an underdog, uh, being that, you know, most of us weren't uh, educated in, in that way. But it's it's the great equalizer. And so um, we've been using it a lot to, you know, inform our decisions to, you know, draw the draw the hard lines in the sand in terms of, you know, what we're seeing clients are, are, are reading and engaging with, um, what they're clicking on, um, you know, how things are coming into us uh, in terms of life cycle. And I think it's made made us better business people as a result. Yeah, the the I, I like the way you coined that in the the um, the ways that you collect data and, and bracketing those into the I think you mentioned the industry uh, data, internal data, and, and also individual data. And um, are there any of those categories that you've you you focus on when providing that feedback to the attorneys, or um, is it just a case of amalgamating as much of that information as possible and providing it in a succinct fashion for for the attorneys? Yeah, I mean, we're still looking at, at ways, uh, you know, obviously uh, such an advance in, in legal 
uh, technology and the APIs you're seeing. You know, we're still we're still looking for that single version of the truth. Uh, so I'm 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 doing that really on a uh, more informal, I guess, and uh, I guess a little more manual than I'd like to. <clears throat> but all of them are important. You know, you're looking at you know industry data. That's you know I kind of define as information coming from a B law, Lex Machina, uh, LinkedIn, things like that. You know, which can tell you you know transactional and deal analytics, which can tell you you know legal spend. You know, based on uh, timeframes, and it can give you you know a lot of different information. You know, that's obviously important to help us to A/B test. Obviously, the individual data. You know, where you're getting very granular. Uh, you know, everything from following folks on and following accounts on you know, Sales Navigator, uh, looking at key decision maker actions, understanding life cycle uh, information for those individual clients. You know, we'd love to have a magic potion. We'd love to have the, the technology. Uh, as a midsize who whose value properly leans on you know running lean uh, from a back office perspective, you know we're we're forced to be really creative, and so uh, we're we're focusing on KPIs that really matter and trying to identify correlations between those three sources of data to uh, uncover unique things. And, and I think that tribute to the prior cash from management because uh, they really give us a lot of autonomy. They allow us to fail fast um, and you know really kind of pilot different things. And I, I think that's. Uh, a really important part in legal, and you know, not a lot of attorneys really think that way. You know, being wrong is 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 a cardinal sin in in the law firm profession, but in marketing, uh, testing is 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 paramount. And so, you know, people don't necessarily say what they think. Uh, you know, when you're when you're doing those types of interviews, and you know, Ogilvy, David Ogilvy is you know famous for saying that we we've we've been blessed with that ability to fail fast and try different things and we'll continue to use data to do that in the future. Yeah. And I'm guessing that's a, a really crucial part of it, you know, with so much data being available, as you said, you've got the the, the really granular sort of inv- individual um, data streams and, and to, to those wider uh, data sources as well. And um, it is a, a quite a daunting job um, for anyone in your shoes or, or, um, similar situations uh, mm-hmm. in in the marketing and, and, and BD space, looking to make that switch to a data led approach. And um, what would you recommend that they they focus on if there would be one thing that in particular that stands out, or or a number of things? Sure, and, you know I just you know prior to us hitting the record button, you know you had talked about just the increase in the amount of data you know we're seeing, um, and you know that analysis paralysis that can come as a result of people just kind of having so much uh, terabytes of data uh, coming at you and, and, you know, how are you supposed to manage it? I think the easiest thing is, you know, don't boil the ocean, you know, try, you know, start small, uh, you know, again, change management. I'll probably think that we'll, we'll see a lot more of those experts coming in house. Um, You know, how are you getting people, uh, a group of, as my dad says, you know, group of millionaires, uh, stuff to walk in and tell them that they're wrong. Um, but, you know, being able to, 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 you know, start small, that kind of chicken egg scenario, you know, I, I'm not sure if this is going to work. Well, you know, we, we're not going to know unless we try. And so, you know, how are you kind of piloting small, looking at one or two uh, metrics and, and getting some quick wins, getting some champions. I'm likened to a, to a horror story when I first came here, you know, didn't really, hadn't really built up my, my personal equity and, you know, trying to sort of affect enterprise-wide change. Uh, by way of policy, and that <laughs> certainly was a was a valuable lesson for my early days as a CMO to 
you know, understand how your specific law firm works, understanding who key champions are, getting those folks on board, getting them some wins, bringing in some revenue as a result of that, um, and getting them to, to do your bidding for you. I think that that is, is really the way to, to make things happen uh, in a law firm. But, you know, again, you've got to have a culture that is, is willing to, you know, kind of try new things. And, you know, whether that's with small things from social media, whether that's you know, larger things um, and pointing to data to, you know, combine practice groups or get rid of practice groups. Uh, I think, to, you know, you just want to, you want to start small and you want to get quick wins and, and you want to, uh, you know, have champions that are you know, and helping you, obviously more is better. <laughs> yeah. That, that um, focusing on the, the champions, one of my colleagues, he, he, he often refers to, you know, focus on the winners. Uh, they're the ones who are going to take you forward and in, in any change management sort of policy, it's about, about driving those forward and, and, and showcasing them uh, to the rest of the firm. And um, we've already spoken a little bit about um, the, the management team at, at Prior Cashman and how they've sort of allowed you to fail. And I, I guess some of that um, points towards how you, you know, really took the approach to being the, 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 essentially uh, market leaders when it comes to, to, to using data. Um, can you tell us a little bit about those processes that you've really driven forward and, and, and the key changes that you've, you've in, implemented as, as of using data with your strategic direction? Sure. I mean, one, one very visible uh, way was uh, the recent website rebrand, which, you know, actually we were fortunate enough to, you know, along with our, with our partners at Great Jakes, uh, earn, I think it was, you know, three, uh, you know, awards, um, you know, using that opportunity to get granular, you know, we might've had 50 different practice area pages um, at one point, which is just, you know, unwieldy for a client, you know, thinking about the user experience, you know, can people delineate between the different types of say leasing pages that were there, whether that's ground versus commercial, uh, you know, do people think in our same definitions? And so, you know, being able to look at that data, point to it and say, hey, you know, not everyone gets a trophy. Not everyone gets to lead a practice area just because you want to. Um, let's think about, you know, issues from a client's perspective. Let's look at who's clicking through these, what type of people they are, um, you know, and, and let's start combining things that, uh, you know, we're very active in or showing value um, and, uh, you know, just, just measuring the, the things that matter. So we were able to cut down uh, those practice areas into a much more focused, uh, not just service line, but industry focus. You know, you think of a restaurateur, you know, they don't care who forms a company, who does a restaurant management agreement, who's doing the labor per se. They want to go back to the kitchen and, and cook and do what they're passionate about. And so, um, you know, how are we uh, making that easier for them pointing to, you know, again, external data, we're pointing to internal data, you know, hey, people aren't, people, you know, this doesn't seem to be resonating. Um, clients aren't, aren't into it, you know, perhaps it's, it's not as uh, a key priority uh, as it may have been or, uh, and, you know, really point to that data and, and thinking like an attorney when you're making your arguments. You know, we've, you know, using different originations, um, obviously some political tiptoeing using Google and app uh, analytics matter and experience data uh, and, and providing a robust picture so that people you know, really understand, Hey, I'm not taking this away from you, but you know, really less is more. We're trying to be focused and, and you know, we can't be all things to all people. 
Yeah, and obviously within that process, you've got um, internal stakeholders, your your colleagues and, and, and the management team to, to sort of keep in mind. They want to go in one direction, I'm sure, but almost as equally as not, as uh, maybe even of more importance is the, the clients you've got to keep in mind when you're when you're doing that. Um, so that must have been sort of quite challenging to, to have the battle. And as you said, you building the argument as, as one of your attorneys, which is quite a good way of putting it. And um, were there any stumbling blocks in that process? Do you have to overcome getting people on board or, or was it all pretty, pretty seamless? Yeah. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, you know, uh, as I said, it's tough to walk into a, to, to a room where, you know, folks are up, you know, 20 or 30% and tell them that they're, they're not doing something right, you know, and nobody likes change. So, you know, how are we thinking about friction points uh, for attorneys? How are we making that easier for them? Uh, whether that's through the, you know, uh, matter intake, uh, you know, auto-populating fields for them so that when you're asking additional questions, um, you know, they're, they're more inclined to answer them. Um, you know, making sure that, you know, you're vetting and getting champions for each of those groups in terms of that, of that process. You know, uh, I like to think about, pain points for attorneys is, you know, they want to open a matter and they want to bill to it. And so how are we leveraging those must do, you know, sort of forks in the road uh, to give us the information we want without making it too hard on the attorneys. That, that's, been, that's been a lot of it, but, you know, you, you have to realize that one solution doesn't fit all. You know, I think that, you know, coming from a big four background, uh, you know, you roll at KPMG, you, you move over to Deloitte, and it's a very similar role. And the cultures are very top down. Um, you know, you kind of understand what you're what you're getting into and, and what the escalation and, and influence process is. I think in law firms, they're they're so different, and you have to look at that through the lens of culture. And that's probably the most unique part about being a CMO is that you know my job is and the CMO of Denton's job are very different, and even CMO of a of a you know competing midsize firm with 200 attorneys uh, is probably different in terms of the expectations the culture. Um, so you really got to embed that in your process and make sure that, uh, you know, you're checking the right boxes. Uh, you know, we can, can look back at that, at that early lesson from my CMO days as, as a prime uh, example of that. You know, you, you've got to really listen well first uh, before trying to affect change in law. Yeah. And, and, and what it comes back to, I guess, sort of taking in um, what you've spoken about there and whether it is, uh, comparing your position to to a similar firm or, or a larger or, or smaller firm for that matter, but everything that that you're doing is 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 really using the data that you've got to to support change. And and when attorneys do hit that those those pain points that you've mentioned a few times, um, if you've got the data there to back up why they need to overcome that and why they need to move in that direction, I guess it 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 makes that all a little bit easier. Absolutely, you know we've. Uh... You know, even looking at some of the, you know, insurance requirements, things like that, where we're, uh, you know, able to use influences outside of, uh, you know, of marketing and BD to say, hey, listen, you know, this intake needs to change. This is why, uh, you know, this, you know, data really needs to be holistically. Uh, and it's not just, we're not just doing it for fun. Here, here are some examples of how we've used that. You know, here are some other, you know, uh, groups that benefit from, uh, that single source of truth. And, you know, but it really takes a, a collaborative effort, you know, working closely with the CFO and the CIO, folks in HR, and whether that's gleaning diversity data for RFPs, you know, you, you've got to have 
uh, you know, great communication and you've got to have, you know, the right technologies and, you know, we continue to, we continue to search for that utopia. Whether it's through the website and I, I know you've already mentioned that and that was a big win you were able uh, to point to uh, in, in terms of successes. Um, but are there, are there any other thing that um, really resonates in terms of uh, the successes that you've had since taking this sort of data-led approach? Is there anything that where, you know, that's that's really been able to, to get a large chunk of, of folk on board or is it really that um, measurement of, of, of taking the rebrand of the site and, and showcasing the success of that? No, I mean, you know, I think that, you know, it's, it's being it's being creative and, and authentic and, you know, realizing not one size fits all. You know, I think that, you know, going to an industry focus, we've, you know, improved a lot of collaboration around the farm or getting our transactional litigation folks together. It's not just on an industry perspective, you know, thinking about issues, you know, whether that's data privacy, whether that's sort of an initiative, not necessarily a practice group, something like NFTs, which have been uh, a big push, you know, Web3, things like that. You know, we're having less meetings, but those meetings that we are having are more in depth. We're seeing, you know, again, a lot more collaboration, people sort of perking up. Um, I think when people are, are seeing you know, different entry points, you know, with, you know, within particular topics, it's, it's sort of helping them to, you know, realize themselves as opposed to sort of being mandated that, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of value in, in that collaboration. Um, we're seeing increased realization from fewer write-offs. Um, you know, folks are, uh, you know, really, really delving down into these into these areas, and uh, you know, really helping each other to, you know, understand you know where folks are coming in along the life cycle, where they're exiting, how are we growing that that sort of linear or, or circular line, I guess, um, in terms of you know how how folks are coming in. So. Um, we're, we're seeing we're seeing a lot of it. We're seeing a lot of teaming in areas that we hadn't, and uh, most importantly, you know, kind of doing these things small. Um, we're pointing to executive committee and you know, starting to sort of you know measure these initiatives successfully and saying, hey, listen, this is you know, this is how it works. Smaller pods, you know, very industry focused, giving the client what they want, bringing additional value, um, and, and being there so that you know when if things turn hairy or, you know, there's a development, uh, there's a maturation in their business, um, they're still looking to us and not sort of in an a la carte approach. And within those those collaborations, is that between um, folk in your team and in the BDA and marketing team? Or is that a sort of a mix between the attorneys and, and the BDA marketing team or, or, or purely the attorneys that are driving that? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're the ones kind of setting up the environments and bringing in the right people. You know, we're you know, my job is to be a mile wide and an inch deep and, you know, understand, you know, where and basically memorize the firm and their matters and, you know, understand, hey, you know what, we've got somebody who creates NFTs here and, you know, understands blockchain and this, but, you know, we, we also have this fraud person. Okay, is that the right one? You know, who's really, you know, great with clients? Um, so, you know, we're we're the ones sort of putting them together and, and letting them get after it and, uh, you know, sort of keeping that, that organized, but we want that uh, integration to be authentic and organic. And so, you know, in, while we sort of set that up, uh, we're letting them sort of take it in, you know, the way that they think and just kind of setting up guardrails and project management um, to, to make sure that everyone's doing uh, what they say and, and being held accountable for it. Just before um, 
we 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 wrap this up, Mike. You've, you've mentioned a whole bunch of, of different really useful insights from from as simple as starting small and, and and getting your champions on board, and you know how you're using um, data to support change, and, and even going back to that that collaborative approach that that you've just mentioned there. And if you had one piece of advice, one takeaway um, for someone that, that, that's listening uh, today within the, the, the BDA marketing field, what would that be? And I apologize in advance for putting you on the spot here. I'd probably say <clears throat> intellectual curiosity. You know, uh, obviously we're, you're never going to know, you know, as much as we're a mile, mile wide and an inch deep. And obviously we're never going to be able to be a mile down into the nuances of blockchain provenance, right? But uh, at the same point, caring enough to, uh, you know, read up on everything you can, try to connect dots throughout the firm internally. Now, that's, the, I think, the biggest value we bring is to stop the myopic uh, approach of attorneys who solve the symptom and not the patient. And so uh, you can only do that if you really understand what people do. Um, and so, you know, every time I come into the office, it's, you know, I've got two or three hours just Tell me what you're working on. You know, tell me how that fits into the bigger picture. Um, you know, uh, Google is is my best friend. You know, I, the amount of acronyms that I'm you know writing down in, in tabs and and you know exploring later. You know, obviously lessons as you continue to do that. But uh, I think it's just you know being intellectually curious and what what are people really really working on? Not just the client. How does that fit into their larger strategy? How are we how we may be able to take some of those anonymized memos or, you know, client confidentiality and, and privilege notwithstanding, how are we uh, able to take some of the deliverables and output that we've had to, to bring value to other people? And I don't think you can do that if you're scratching the surface of things. So, um, you know, that, that's probably my number one hiring <laughs> uh, metric is, you know, folks who are intellectually curious. I guess with the, when it when it comes to understanding uh, those areas, it's almost about focusing on um, the pain points that that your attorneys are having. I'm sure they're they're all uh, very easily um, sharing the, the, the successes they're having. But I guess if there's a group of them that are having similar pain points that perhaps aren't, aren't sharing until you have this uh, collab- collaborative approach or really going um, beneath the surface, I guess that's that's sort of crucial to it, isn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. Um... You know, and, and, and being able to demonstrate value by, you know, let's just make this small change, something that you know is 100% going to work. And, you know, just building that equity. And the more you build trust, the better seat you have at the table and the more you can continue to influence. But, you know, it all comes back to the data. Well, Mike, that's been um, really, really uh, gripping. Loads of uh, fantastic points. So thank you so much for, for, for joining us and for everyone that's, that's been listening. Um, thank you so much. Great. Appreciate it. Thanks, Cam. Cheers, Mike. Well, that was a really insightful chat, Cam. Um, so many key points there that that Mike covered. Um, I thought it was really interesting what he said about trying to get, you know, trying to find that single version of the truth. Um, but it really does sound like he's he's really getting under the bonnet at Prior Cashman in, in kind of pulling all of those data sources in um, and, and, you know, getting that true picture of what clients need and expect when it comes to kind of the marketing and BD activities at the firm. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Mike mentioned the, the types of data uh, they compile, the industry, individual and, and, and internal data and how he's really trying to connect the dots. And I thought that was quite a nice way of putting it. Um, 
he's really trying to understand his clients' needs, um, but also matching that up with the, the business objectives and all, all working um, with, with limited resources in terms of, in terms of time and, and, and backing as well. So really, um, they're having to be strategic as, as, as a lot of sort of mid-sized firms are on how they focus their time and, and resource and how they can use data uh, to influence decisions. Yeah, and, and that seems to be a common challenge is really having the, the people in the time to kind of sift through the huge wealth of data that's that's now available to firms. Um, and I liked how Mike put it, you know, that analysis paralysis that you get where, you know, you just almost don't know where to start. Yeah, and I think Mike's really got to, to, to grips with that and, and, and some of the key areas of focus. Um, he mentioned the, the website relaunch as one example of success and and really focusing on those those industries in 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 greater detail. Um, he started talking about small and, and and starting small, sorry, and picking a, a couple of key key metrics and focusing on the winners. Um, that's something that you know often comes up is focusing on those quick wins, identifying the champions, and really backing them. Uh, and that's how you're going to get um, the firm on board. It's something that we've heard a lot of. CMOs and, and, and business development officers talking about on the podcast and you have to build that trust with attorneys that's what's uh, particularly um, crucial has come come across as a, a crucial theme from from a number of these pod, podcasts and really prove that value early on and that will stand you in, in good stead as, as Mike mentioned. Yeah, definitely. And and Mike talks a lot actually about the kind of culture at the firm and how they need to be willing to try new things. Um, and that's something we've actually heard from a few other guests on the podcast about. So I know Mark Howe at TDS Law, he recently was on with Will um, talking about having to have that readiness in the firm for change and, and the importance of that supportive culture. Um, and similarly, Gillian Ward um, was on with Eugene talking about that readiness, you know, the firm having to be ready for the value that you bring to the table. Um, so yeah, lots of lots of interesting um, points there. But Cam, what was your kind of favourite takeaway, would you say, from, from that chat with Mike? Um, and I'll let you have more than one because I think it might be difficult to choose. Yeah, there was definitely uh, a lot to take away. I really liked what, what Mike spoke about and um, being creative and, and authentic and there's no sort of one size fits all approach. It's about using the data points to understand what clients want, bringing them um, additional value and, and, and matching that with the firm's objectives as well. Um, but the point that I, I had circled a few times here was his advice around uh, intellectual curiosity you know, caring um, enough to, to understand what uh, internal and external uh, stakeholders are involved with and just trying to connect the dots um, between those and solving the, I think, I think Mike said, solving the patient, not the symptom. Um, that's something that's, that's particularly uh, resonated. And I think that's something that most firms are trying to do. Um, but you always have to back that up as, with, with what the data tells you. And like Mike said, Think like an attorney when when you're making your arguments and, and you're putting forward those those judgments and, and and really using that data to support your point of view. Yeah, I think that's a perfect note to end on. So thank you, Cam. Really great to talk to you. Thanks, Charlie.
big thank you to Cam and Mike um, there for that brilliant conversation. As always, you can subscribe to the CMO series via Spotify, Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts. And if you'd like to be the first to hear about our latest product updates here at Passel and best practice and all the information and resources you need to drive Passel successfully within your firm, then you can join our Insiders Club for exclusive access. Head to the resources area at passel.net to sign up. We'll see you next time.